You're listening to a 95 BFM podcast. No guards, no masters, only helpful advice. It's Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union representative Justine Sachs. Kia ora Justine, how are you this morning? Morena, Rachel. I'm good. How are you? Good. It is nice to speak with you. It's a it's a crazy old time in the world. The unions have been um, part of the conversation about the the conflict in Gaza at the moment. I'd be quite interested to start before we get into some of these questions from the listeners uh, with a bit of an overview from from what is actually happening in the union space at the moment because there's been quite a few headlines that people have probably seen flying around at the moment. Yeah, so, um, you know, unions have a role to play in, in all of this. Firstly, like, workers um, have opinions about foreign policy and unions need to, you know, uh, represent that and advocate for the interests of workers in all this. So, um, you know, most unions have been, um, around the world, have been, like, you know, thinking through and democratically deciding on positions, which is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, Aotearoa, the Council of Trade Unions passed a resolution uh, demanding a ceasefire and calling for the recognition of um, Palestinian statehood. So they've written to um, the caretaker PM, Chris Hipkins, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like um, lobbying for that and will continue to kind of speak up about that, which is super, it's really good, right? Um, From my, uh, you know, my opinion, obviously. Um, Then at the same time, the Palestinian trade union movements have been making um, kind of requests for, for, um, you know, what they see as like solidarity and mm-hmm. within the union movement. So uh, I just wanted to go over it because I think, um, yeah, you know, yes, it just please. does speak, it does speak to sort of one, you know, like, you know, when we talk about these geopolitical kind of um, global events, they seem very far away, but um, within the like supply chain and logistics and things like that, I mean, oftentimes workers play a really seminal role yes. in them and they can play really important roles. So yeah, so the Palestinian trade union movement um, has actually asked trade unionists around the world. They've asked them to refuse to build weapons destined for Israel, to refuse to transport weapons um, to Israel, to pass motions within the trade union to this effect, and to take actions against companies involved in supporting Israel's illegal blockade and to pressure governments to stop any military trade with Israel. And so that, um, yeah, that's their request that they've put out to sort of um, in the international trade union movement. Um, and that that request um, has been met now by um, a couple of unions. So um, the Belgium trade union movement have um, said that they will refuse to handle arms shipments for Israel. Um, and I believe the Spanish trade union movement, now I need to remember what city it was. So listen, I'm going to be really vague and say um spanish trade there's spanish trade unionists who have made the same promise um, very recently as well um so um unions are definitely hearing that call um and i think that there's a lot that um unions can do in the space of you know logistics and supply chains where um arms are being moved to to kind of um yeah to potentially kind of meet that demand but yeah it's a, it's an, yeah. in the in the kind of history of the trade union movement this is not unprecedented either so what 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 have we seen i mean from from your knowledge not to put you on the spot about it justine but what have no, we seen like in terms of historical precedents for uh, the way unions have been involved in this Yes, I love this question because I think um, a lot of times people think of unions and they say, well, what's the point? You know, like your only sort of remit is to get involved in industrial action or indus- like things relating to a specific workplace. But trade unions are actually like civic society for working people and they can take positions that are far outside that because 
they're democratic and workers have opinions on lots of things right so um trade union trade unions historically and in new zealand have um not refused to handle ships uh, destined for south africa they in australia have refused to build like environmentally unfriendly um construction they've they've taken like trade union yeah like like historically trade the union movement has taken really brave stances against injustice and they've taken action you know like they um like uh, industrial action over that they've refused they've they've downed their tools they've refused to do work so there's a really big historical precedent for this um and i think that's what probably what the the palestinian trade union movement is kind of sort of wanting to also recall yeah because mm-hmm. it's been a long time since unions have engaged in that kind of i would call like i would call that really um you know it's, it is it is like very brave because it, you know legally speaking um especially with the laws as they are now um your right to to stop work is, is very constrained so when unions do do take those kinds of actions mm-hmm. there it is extraordinary mm-hmm. um but it does speak to like the depth i guess of feeling um and solidarity among workers yeah so there is there is a president certainly um during apartheid south africa is probably the biggest example but i mean um even uh recently actually i uh i believe there was you know in the in the crisis in the sudan um the maritime union wasn't was involved and was um resistant to to handling um you know items that were flagged to 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 land there so mm-hmm. i can't i don't want to go into too much detail because i don't know the detail but um big pre- big precedent for that yeah i would say historically um but not something seen in recent times yeah uh it would it would signal like um the trade union movement really sticking its neck out and, and getting more involved i think in these matters which i think is 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 a good thing and speaks to a kind of renewal and a recognition of yes. um workers power and um you know the fact that we care about these issues and we do yeah, yeah. it's it very interesting to see uh yeah to see those headlines uh, particularly the, the council of trade unions really caught my attention this week let's go from the macro to the more uh personal i guess i mean it's all personal isn't it at the end of the day but uh, we've <laughs> had some texts from listeners about their own workplaces uh what have we got here stella someone's texted in i have an office shutdown period over Christmas but I don't have enough paid annual leave to cover it what are my options do I have to take unpaid leave you don't have to take unpaid leave many companies would offer um, the ability to take leave in advance so that means that would come out of your leave uh, entitlement for the next year so I would really look into into that I think that would be um, a good arrangement um you also you know potentially you could talk to your boss about not you know working through the shutdown so sometimes people are able to make those kinds of arrangements if you're not keen on taking it uh, leave in advance but it's certainly a conversation um i would have with your employer and i wouldn't i, I would press i probably press on taking that leave in advance because honestly you you do accumulate it fast you know like again um and you know you you still want your christmas break yeah. um this is one of the the issues that you don't get your full allotment of leave when you start a job or you obviously you know only get that after a year so yeah talk to your boss leave in advance that's what i would recommend there uh also possibly worth talking to your colleagues and see what they've previously done as well because I, i'm sure you're not the first nor will you be the last person to come, <laughs> no. into, come into that um situation in terms of uh leave leave running out um we, yeah we've got uh, another couple of actually leave based questions but One's just come through from someone wondering, is there any benefit to an intern joining a union? There's always a benefit to joining a union, um, even if 
you know you don't have a collective agreement it means that if something happens at your internship in you know whatever you, you have an employment relationship and in turn I mean, uh, the, the, you know, like we don't, the law doesn't make just, I mean, actually, this is a really good, this is a really good reminder for people. The law doesn't make a distinction between a casual employee, a part-time employee, a full-time employee and an intern, yeah? They just see employees. So um, neither should you when you're thinking about what kind of, you know, whether you want to join a union. You're still a worker, you should join a union. Um, you know, things can go wrong in your employment. You need that support. I, I think there's, there's really an occasion where I would say there's no benefit to joining a union. <laughs> so... Joining you, interns of the world unite is what I would say to that. Hearty. Uh, we've got uh, one other one that's around leave that's come in. Stella, what is this one? Someone else has texted in, I've had a bout of chronic illness and I'm out of sick leave. Do I have any other options that don't include dipping into that paid annual leave? Um, yeah, this is a this is a tough one, and I really feel for this texture because this is a really really difficult uh, situation to be in, um, and we don't have a lot of support, I think, for people um, in in the situation. Just like you know, not just in particular workplaces, but like um, you know, I know the government, uh, the previous government was talking about um, income insurance, like a, a national income insurance kind of program, and that would have been something that could help people in this kind of situation. So I think it was really disappointing that that didn't go through. But to answer your question, Texter, I would have a look at your contract to see if there. So some contracts will have things like mental health uh, leave or um, you know discretionary sick leave. Mm-hmm. There is like other entitlements that you might want to have a look at that you could you know potentially ask to use. So firstly, like please have a look at your contract, have a good read through of all your entitlements, and have an understanding of what you know you are entitled to. Um, otherwise, um, you know I think like the the truth is like i think look using your annual leave um is probably the the most realistic option um and i know that that does suck but at the same time um you know i hope like you you need to look after yourself and it's Mm. and obviously you um you know and um you need to rest and recuperate so if if it comes to using your annual leave i I would use it um the other thing you might want to look at if you really don't want to uh is you know are there alternative working arrangements can you talk to your boss about a you know a get back to work uh, like a get back to work plan you know like with acc um now that's obviously acc gives that support so when you have something that's not covered by acc it's not you know, it, it's not as straightforward and oftentimes employees can be not as supportive, just being honest. But um, it is like a conversation like you could have with your employer, like whether I'm not sure what the job is, but whether it's working from home or working reduced hours um, for a period, mm-hmm. you know, not not necessarily permanently, but for a period, uh, you know, so I think you need to explore I mean, I would hope that, you know, to be honest, your employer should be approaching you to have this conversation. But if they haven't, you should absolutely have that conversation and again, keep all these things in mind and do bring them up, yeah, um, as as options. Um, the other thing people sometimes do do is, is they'll permanently reduce their hours um, while they're, you know, while they're recovering and then they'll renegotiate when they're you know they're able to return yeah to to permanent hours so um so some options on the table but it is a tricky situation and it does it uh, does suck mm. i personally would use that and you'll leave because i know you're not on holiday and, and having a great time <laughs> but um your health is really important and Absolutely. you need to get paid obviously so yeah hard out hey justine thank you so much for your advice this morning and for giving us a bit of an overview about um, what's happening in the trade union space on a on a global level right now and we will talk to you again in a fortnight take care kia ora kia ora yeah take that the man
Red Dead Redemption with Auckland Union representative Justine Sachs. That was a 95BFM podcast. Support 95BFM with a B-card. Go to 95BFM.com slash sign up.